Welcome to Par Talk, the show built for new golfers to find the answers they're looking for. I'm your co-host, Will. This week, we are tackling an extremely important topic as 2023 comes to an end. We are going to talk about a recap of our 2023 golf and maybe some non-golf related goals. Uh, This will lead us into the 2024 episode coming in January, where we set our goals for 2024 and we create accountability buddies amongst the co-hosts. But Mm-hmm. While we're here, Matt, Michelle, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Hello. Excited to recap 2023. Yeah. yeah. I, it was a big year. It was a big year. So there's lots and lots it to was. talk about. But before we get there, we forgot to talk about something during our fitness episode last week. Hell yes. We forgot. To, we got really into kind of like <laughs> like some beefcake situations. Strength training. Strength yeah, I, I might, have, on, I might on have focused in on the strength yeah, a little bit. Matt's too a bit of a lifting there. guy. Uh, could you tell? I I think to be fair, the cardio is less interesting on the like fitness side. Like I think generally you just need a baseline level of cardio fitness and then extra cardio fitness is gonna give you kind of diminishing returns probably. Tell that to your heart health. But Matt Michelle <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what's your what's your point of view on cardio and golf? I feel strongly that if you're about to pick up golf and you don't exercise whatsoever, the first thing I would focus on is cardio. Ideally, you're going to be walking, you know, whether that's carrying or with a push cart. Um, I think the walking experience in the long term is going to give you the health benefits from golf. So would recommend wa- walking, would recommend cardio. Um, don't underestimate cardio. Mm-hmm when you're starting up with golf. I think for me, the most surprising part about 18 holes in particular was just like the amount of time on your feet is not, you don't commonly spend yep. you know, four hours walking Stay, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's also, not like taxing on the cardio system. It's just, you know, so long. Yeah. But it is far. Tell that to, it's tell like that to the hills I walk up and down. And hills. That's true. You know. yeah. I actually mm-hmm. do think in that vein though, there is something to, to be said about, um, heart rate, heart rate response, and then your physical responses to elevated heart rates and things like that. So, for example, I imagine when I've walked up a, a slight incline to a tee shot or to a new a next shot, my heart rate's mm-hmm. elevated. Like my performance is going to be impacted by that, and I have a feeling That's that true. an improved cardiovascular health and therefore sort of. I guess better heart rate control is, I guess, the way to phrase it's, it's it. It's both heart rate, but it's also your breath. Yeah, so, really you know, point. breath is going to play a lot into your swing. And Big if you're time. like feeling short of breath or breathing heavier and then you go and swing, it's going to affect it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think fatigue will just kind of make oh, your shot man. worse, probably. Fatigue oh, is yeah. huge. Michelle knows all I, about the, the tired swing. I have a tired swing where I can tell <laughs> that I'm doing it because I, oh, yeah. I'll start dropping my elbows closer to my body really early in the swing. Um, and then oh. what that will do at, for, to my driver, it, it leads to this like horrible bounce off the ground, like a foot and a half the behind the ball. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's so bad. <laughs> But yes, I have. I definitely have a, a tired swing when I'm getting fatigued. So would recommend. Don't underestimate cardio. I would still mm-hmm. listen to our episode and do all our strength. I think um, this tips. is something where I would like to find a knowledgeable guest because I do think mm-hmm. this is one of the places where I, yeah. alongside like certain mental components of the game, like this is all about control and ability to like self-regulate and like having improved cardio, I'm imagining gives me a better ability mm-hmm. to self-regulate and then to make the mental strides. Cause mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. A good, you know, there's a lot of reasons your heart rate's going to get elevated, not just, you know, physical activity, um, but emotional response and things like that. And so I imagine um, if we got on one of the like more mental coach side of, uh, of, of the golf side, they may have something to say about this as well, which yeah. would be really fun to see. Um, and yeah, then this be. is another thing I uh, that had become popular the last couple of years. There's a company called Whoop, which tracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a fitness wearable, basically. It's like a, mm-hmm. I think it's sort of probably surpassed Fitbit at this point. But um, yeah. Whoop has a deal with the PGA Tour. And they, oh. um, they haven't published a lot of the data, uh, but they're, I think is prob- there's probably been some videos put out, at least in their marketing materials, about like tracking heart rates during big moments 
for mm -hmm. some of these professional golfers. I'll try to find yeah. some of that stuff and like repost it on the Instagram or something yeah. because I find that stuff really, really interesting too because it gives you yeah. a peek into what it's like to be performing at the highest levels and yeah. what, you know, your heart rate response is like and then how do you perform despite that. Do you have so, an Apple Watch? I don't. I used to. Um, I've gone back uh, to the okay. analog watch. I just it's like gonna, to look there. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say you could probably do that for yourself and see how your heart rate Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I could actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I'll put that on my Christmas lift. Go, gifting guide. <laughs> Shout out to the gifting guide. Um, well, good. I'm glad we got our cardio uh, piece in. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Hopefully, we get some some guests in the fitness space in the future. I think that'd be fun. Um, mm -hmm. Now, on to our beginner questions of the week. I think you both may have one. Is that right? Yes. That is right. All right, Michelle. Do you want to go first? Yes. So my beginner question of the week is about your golf club grip. Where do you start? How do you work on it? Oh. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten a lot of coaching from you and my yep. dad on like tips on the grip. Um, mm -hmm. But it does not seem like an intuitive, immediate thing. Uh, how to hold it, how tightly to hold it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so where do you start and how do you work on it? Wow, great question because I didn't have a good grip for a really long time. and I, I still have sort of an okay grip. But I would say the place to start is like YouTube and, um, you know, golf grip tutorials on the Internet. Because what they're going to teach you is things like, should you be doing an overlap grip where your pinky overlaps with uh, your right, if you're a right-handed player and your right hand low, your right pinky overlaps with your left index finger? Should you be doing an interlocking grip where your two hands interlock with your pinky and and forefinger where they're truly like like linked together? Should you yeah, be that doing? That just feels so unnatural to me. I, and I agree completely. Right, I was a baseball player. Right, a baseball player doesn't You're do that. Never going to overlap anything. They're just two fists, sort of right next yeah. to each other. And yeah. That's how I played mm -hmm. golf for a long time, and then, then I learned to to do the overlap. And honestly, for the first few times I did it, it was like super painful and uncomfortable, and like my hand hurt for days. Because it wouldn't. Yeah, when you taught me right. the overlap, I found it very odd and uncomfortable at first, but now it's my go to and I just use it for everything. And so I just sort of like learned that from watching other people on the internet. Um, I <laughs> would say, you know, if you're going to get a lesson, that's probably the place where your golf pro is going to start. So they're going to look at yeah. your oh, hands and look at your yeah. grip and try to fix that if it's really out of whack. Um, those are probably the most important places. And then in terms of working on it, I don't really think there's, once you get to a place where it's working and it's comfortable and you're using some of the best practices out there, um, there's not much working on it to be done, except when you start making sort of the marginal changes to your golf swing in the nuance mm -hmm. of it. And that's where you um, really need a teaching pro to help you. The other change I made besides the pinky overlap is... Um, changing the position of my right thumb. Mm -hmm. So I ended up needing to pronate more uh, than I anticipated or started off with originally. Mm. Hmm. I think that's what, um, yeah. what Archie told me when I was, when we were playing with him uh, oh, yeah. as our caddy and I was, and I was driving and I kept, uh, I think I kept slicing it or kept hooking it or something. And he, yep. he like, it's like try putting your left hand a little bit further around this way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, changing uh, and it felt really strange, but it helped. Right, I even right. like I even messed around with this at the driving range um, <clears throat> like two weeks ago, where I I um, I changed my grip a little bit to see if it would help me sort of straighten out my drive, and you know it kind of did, but it was you know it's one of those things that um, it helped me with one club and didn't quite stick with the other so you know it's always these are things you can tweak and play with what's your target tightness that you're holding on to it not, very, I feel not like, very tight yeah my yeah. first instinct is to you know grip the shit out of it exactly yeah, yeah. and so when you are working on your grip that's not the optimal grip no i would um my recommendation would be oh you know they sort of talk about like holding a bird i don't know that i'm fully in line with that because that's that's pretty light uh to be i holding. think i would have killed many birds um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so in that sense i think like um 
I should be able to, you know, it's a good question actually what a teaching pro would say, but I have a feeling they would say something like, I should be able to like, like move the club around in my hand, in your hand. Um, like you shouldn't like win a fight with me as I try to twist it or pull it out of your hand or something like that. Um, that would mean you're gripping it too tight mm -hmm. is probably what they would say. So, um, but that's something worth looking, uh, looking up and, and seeing what the, uh, what the internet has for you. All right, Matt, what's your beginner question of the week? Uh, mine should be easy to answer. Um, but I was thinking about this earlier. I, maybe they're the same thing, <laughs> but is there a difference between a, a pitch and a chip shot? Oh yeah, there is a difference. Great question. Okay. Um, thank you. I've so, never heard of a pitch shot. So is that not a thing? So oh, it is a thing. I'm sure. I trust that okay. that's a thing. I'm just as a fellow beginner, I have not heard of a pitch. So the way I think about the nuance, and then I'm curious. I'm going to Google it here while we're sitting here just to double check it. But the way I think about the nuance is like a chip is you're sort of right near the green. You're chipping it, and it's rolling much of the way on the ground, right? Like a lot of the action is on the ground. So okay. you know you might chip it two feet, and then it rolls ten. Or something like that and it's not a, it's not okay. usually a very far shot versus a pitch is a little further you know something like that 10 yards to 30 yards is like the pitch territory in my in my head and in that yeah, case okay. you're um you're flying it you know <clears throat> let's say you have a 30 yard pitch and that's how i would phrase it if i was like a golf commentator and i was like oh, okay matt lawton stepping up to a 30 yard pitch mm. here and you <laughs> okay. fly it 25 of those yards or 28 yeah. of those yards you fly it most of the way there um is in my mind the difference between chipping and pitching and probably hit a is bit that... higher as a result yeah you're, okay. you're hitting it a lot farther so yeah that's right go higher so you... yeah so you're saying it's a distance thing mainly is like pitching is yeah, similar style of shot where it's high, but just further. It's probably a, a pitch is sort of, uh -huh. um, so it's probably like a, here's how I think about it. It's like full swing, half swing, pitch, chip as you get closer. Right. And so a chip, okay. a chip is not really going to be more than. You know, you're not going to be more than a couple yards off the green or a couple feet off the green when you're chipping. Okay. Because you're yeah. really trying to get it on the ground, almost like a, <laughs> almost like a putt. Um, but except you needed to kind of get it in the air for a little bit to get it going. A okay. pitch is more like, you know, this is like a quarter swing shot where you're trying to get it, you know, 30, 40 yards, 20, 30 yards, um, most okay. of the way of an, in the air, right? So it's flying 20 Got yards it. to a 25-yard target. That sort of okay. thing. Um, and in many cases with pitch shots, you're also like, you're trying to spin it. So it'll stop um, near the hole. And really yeah, it's okay. not supposed to be like most of the action is not really going to be on the ground. That's like your bump and run. That's actually a great mm -hmm. way to think about it for the two of you who have been to Scotland now. Mm -hmm. When you were 30 or 40 yards away from the hole, Archie was telling you, hey, bump and run this. Because it would keep rolling. Because it will keep it on the yeah. ground versus yeah. pitching it which yeah. would be to fly it yeah. um, and is mm -hmm. somewhat harder. Okay. Um, but cool. that's a great question. Really good question. Yeah, thank you. That, that's a good explanation. The key, though, is you got to practice both um, when yes. you're out there in the short game areas and when you're on the – even on the driving range, practicing pitching is really important because you're going to run into on a lot of American golf courses – places where you have to get the ball in the air right right um, whether you're going mm -hmm. over water over a bunker just over really thick grass and yep. getting it up in the air and stopping it with you know within relative proximity to where it lands is an extremely important skill uh, one quick follow-up question what kind yeah. of club would you normally use for each or is it is that dependent it to um, me it's a little bit dependent on um for a pitch how quickly i need it to stop so for me it's usually going to be a, a 60 degree wedge or a 54 degree wedge um so okay. those high lofted wedges and i'm <laughs> opening them up a little bit to get them kind of going up in the air and and spinning um and then with a chip i might use but either of those wedges um but not necessarily you know, with as much force. Um, but okay. in most cases, I'm, I'm using wedges in those. Sometimes when I'm chipping, I'll chip with an iron, which is sort of like the principle of a bump and run, where you're almost okay. like you're putting it with yeah. an iron is sort of... But it's got a little bit... 
just a tiny bit of air. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Guys, cool. good good beginner questions. Um, <laughs> those are substantive. I think those are people. Those would be things people are uh, are yeah. interested in. So, um, actually, I have one, I have one more. Yeah, thing. let it rip. You, you said something uh, when I asked my follow up question. You said something that I kind of know the answer to, but um, I would like explain further. Mm-hmm. Is you said you would open the club face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what that means. You're a math guy. You're a STEM major. Sure. Um, <laughs> think about uh, your wedge as a, as a, it's a lofted club. Everything's a lofted club, right? And in yeah. the case of a 54 degree wedge, you know, when it sits flat on the ground and the grip is in the, in the uh, shaft is straight up, um, it's mm-hmm. sitting there at 54 degrees. Now, okay. if I, uh, you know, rotate the club head a little bit, either direction i'm either de-lofting it or adding loft to it and okay so in in direction you mean forward and back and now it's it can come in in either the shaft lean so you lean the shaft (laughs) to the left you're de-lofting the club you lean the shaft to the right you're de-lofting or you're adding loft to the club Mm -hmm. but you can also when you twist the club in your hand so you're sort of twisting it um what is that clockwise it opens yeah. up the face a bit because of the way the, you know, there's a hosel and then this is easier with a visual cue. But and it still goes straight. It can. It's all about how you set up to it. Yeah. So in the end, mm-hmm. right, like you can open up a club to 90 degrees in theory and still hit it straight. You have to adjust your body so that the club head still delivers square. That's the most important thing. It doesn't matter if it's totally closed or totally wide open if you're not delivering it square so you know perpendicular to your target i guess would be the way to phrase or parallel to your target i don't know but that idea that (laughs) you're delivering it square to deliver that contact in the direction that you want it to go that's the important thing okay thank you it's a good question And, uh, and this is one of those things that like when you go out there and like chip around next to the green mm-hmm. that's a really helpful way to do it and it also when you're thinking about chipping and chipping technique um, practicing and trying different techniques uh, with a de-lofted club a little bit more loft all of that is because you're going to need all those shots so all of those are, th- are good things to practice um, cool alright on to the to the main topic of the show our 2023 golf goals so i have a feeling this will be an interesting conversation with two newbies and a, and yeah, a golf Matt, addict i didn't know if you <laughs> set any golf goals that i think was, that's where we should start I, yeah. the two of you yeah sure um i did technically you know i didn't sit at the beginning of the year and be like here are my golf goals for the year <laughs> um but i did set a golf goal ultimately because i wanted essentially to like learn golf like when I started this year, I had hit some balls at a driving range, but I can't really say that I had learned the basics of golf, but um, I feel like I ultimately did learn golf. I'm not very good, but I know how to play, and I can at least make it through a, a course, which I would say is pretty successful for what I wanted to achieve this year. I probably could have done a little bit better, but um, I'm pretty happy with it. I feel like we should have a applause. Like, I wish we had sound. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Claps in the background. Yeah. That's right. You did it. You did it, babe. Um, that's great. Yeah. I believe that like, you I did was it. Yeah, you can play. Oh, I think you. left alone, you could make your way around eighteen holes just fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think feel like that's a good place um, to be. I, I definitely thought. You know, midway through the year, I thought by the end of the year, I'd maybe have would have gotten better, but I feel like maybe I missed a lot of my uh, my chances to play due to rain in the last couple months. Um, I'm sure you've maybe gotten I'm just making excuses. I'm sure you've gotten better from day one. Oh yeah, I have. I was just hoping to be, you know, even. Better. I was hoping to be able to get to a point where I could go out with acquaintances and play well enough that I wouldn't be like. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know. Well, that's, that's You're getting interesting there. too because that. There. Well, that's <laughs> interesting because it's like he, you know, you go out there, you, you, 
you know, set your goal of kind of learning and then you realize, oh, I've got more I can do, right? There's more goals I yeah. can add onto that. So I think that's, um, mm -hmm. I think that's great. That's a great 2023. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? I set my golf goal at the beginning of the golf season when I decided that I would actually golf this year and mm -hmm. commit to it. And my mm -hmm. golf goal was to keep score and get a handicap which I would say oh, wow. was a huge success because <laughs> I have an official hand. I got to the point where I was keeping score. Um, I don't know. I want to say I got to it a little faster than I initially thought, but that's really not true. There was a point where I was like, "Ugh, I really think I could be keeping score. I should have been keeping score by now. And everyone <laughs> I was playing with was like, yeah, you, you can keep score now. So <laughs> at the same time, Shout so I, um, <laughs> I am keeping score. I and I got an official handicap, so I would say crushed, crushed my goal. Yeah, yeah. So for for the two of you, are you happy with the goals that you set? Do you wish you'd set other goals? Are there things you achieved this year that you are like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish that had been a goal of mine at the beginning of the year. I don't think so. Um, I think for me, I wanted to, I said, I didn't set goals throughout, but I would say I would have like smaller things I was working on. Like, oh, <laughs> I really want to work on my five iron hybrid or yeah. I want to work on yeah. my short yeah. game. But those are, mm -hmm. those were not like I set a specific goal around any one right. of those things. So no, yeah. I don't, I don't think there were other goals that I made throughout the year. Yeah, I would say about the same. I, I had like those little things, not necessarily tangible goals, but like little things that I knew I wanted to work on. Um, one thing I think I do regret is I originally had a goal of taking a lesson and starting from there, which I never got around to. Mm -hmm. 2023 uh, is not over yet. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that is true, actually. <laughs> There's a virtual place down the road that does lessons. Oh. I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. um, that's an interesting one. That's interesting. Why do you think um, you didn't pull the trigger on that this fall? Um, I don't know. I, I was looking into it a lot before we went to Scotland. I remember. Um, yeah. And then instead of doing lessons, I just kept going to the driving range with my friend. Um, <laughs> and that was fun. So uh, fun and cheaper, which is maybe kind of what put me off. Yeah. Uh, financial barriers are tough. Yeah, and also just like sitting down and booking a time and like me and my friend would just kind of like text each other the, the night before or even the morning of and just be like, you want to go hit some balls? Uh, right. Little little easier than booking a lesson you know, a week in advance yeah. or whatever it is. To your Scotland comment, that yeah. was a, a huge motivator for me to be yeah. like, I cannot make a complete fool of myself in Scotland, so <laughs> uh -huh. let's make sure... We can keep score and have a handicap, and we're ready to play. <laughs> and you did yeah. not make a fool of yourself. Mission very much accomplished. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mostly didn't make a fool about? of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we both had a couple, couple of hits here and there. Well, going back but, uh... to the to the lesson thing, I'll debunk. Yeah, uh, I'll debunk some concern for you that I think other people probably okay. have as well. Yeah. I think you would be surprised at how flexible folks who give lessons are. Um, in many cases, these are, you know, people who give a lot of lessons, but whose primary day job is, is being, you know, in charge of selling merch and booking tea times mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And um, yeah. in many cases, it's not very hard for them to, to find an hour, uh, you know, in a day, because obviously they're making them you know, good money on, on a lesson. Uh, and a lot of that money is going straight into their pocket. So they're incentivized right. to find that time. Um, mm -hmm. And now obviously it depends on the place that you are. Lots of caveats here about, uh, you know, per individual's experience, but yeah, I think the how okay. far in advance piece is still a question for me, but I think you could do it, you yeah. know, two days in advance. You could even, I'm sure, hell, I'm sure there are guys who, okay. who take lessons the night before. Um, you know, I know yeah. obviously at, at private clubs, it's a lot easier because um, they're kind of always around. But I know folks who have done it the same day. So I think it is, you know, 
you never know till you ask mm-hmm. is a little bit the situation. Yeah. Now, the bigger concern might be how do you pick somebody? And that's one yeah. that I know we've talked about. And we may have even talked about on the show is it's hard. It's hard to know who's going to mm-hmm. be good, who's going to be great, who's going to be perfect unless you try. Yeah. I guess just looking at reviews is that basically the best you can do. I think it's probably the best you can do unless you can find one that somebody you uh, you know has gone to. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one where you know word of mouth goes a long way. That being said, you know everybody's experience can be very different. So to a certain extent, you just got to go try and hope they're good because if they are, then great, you'll um, you'll have somebody you can go to forever. But if they're not. It, don't be afraid to move on. Yeah. Try a few different teachers until you find someone that maybe fits your style a little bit. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cool. Those are good. Uh... How about your goals? Oh, yeah. The sicko is here. <laughs> um, yeah. So he I have set a, little, a lot of goals. I have a little note. How many, how many goals do you have? Um, in the golf-related category, it looks like uh, five five goals. Four goals? Okay. Four that's, goals. It's not terrible. That's pretty it's good. It's not horrible. Um, yeah. So my goals were play 60 rounds of golf or more. Wow. Um, and that includes, you know, one round equals either an 18-hole round or two nines combined. Oh, um, so you weren't okay. even counting one nine, did you? No, one nine is not on oh, its wow. own. So it's not, it's not go to the golf course 60 times. It wow. is play 60, 18-hole rounds. Wow. So you were um, playing twice a week a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Double bogey free at least once. A big part of my game that's a big gap in my game is uh, the big blow-up holes. Those holes where you're doubling and tripling or even worse um, that make your scores go up fast. Um, hit this one was lofty and we'll talk about it in a minute but hit 10 greens in regulation five times um, so green in regulation when you get on the green on a par 4 and 2 par 3 and 1 uh, oh and a par 5 and 3 or, or less that would be uh, a green in regulation basically get whatever gives you a chance to 2 putt for par um, Okay. and, and your goal was to do that 10 only? times in a round five different times oh oh i was like 10 times five times 10 times five times wow oh wow um hit 10 greens five times is is, uh it was lofty um and then i wanted my handicap to be lower than a 7.0 on november 15th when the handicap window closed wow all right those are a lot of goals and very lofty lofty specific aggressive uh, goals uh, measurable yeah measurable, measurable they were aggressive. measurable yeah in the smart um, goal <laughs> setting category it is it's they were specific yeah. measurable aggressive too aggressive oh, yeah aggressive is that's that our new smart, smart. <laughs> no what achievable oh achievable <laughs> uh he, he got this they are theoretically wrong. achievable so we'll just we'll realistic and timely you did have a good time frame mm-hmm. i think they it were was november timely, f- yeah achievable and aggressive you you either are november 15th or the end of 23 right like yeah what do you mean so like 60 total rounds your that deadline for, for that is 2023, not yep. the November 15th regulation no. and season, blah, blah, blah. No, that was only the handicap was for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. So how many did you hit? Like of how many my of those goals smart goal. What is it? <laughs> smart. Yeah. No, smart. Specific. Specific. <laughs> measurable. <laughs> achievable or aggressive. Or aggressive. Is Realistic. Realistic and timely. And timely. I mm-hmm. achieved one two of them i played okay. more than 60 rounds which is you he wow. freaked out that he was not going to hit this one earlier in the summer very He's like concerned. i'm not going to hit this i was way How many off were you pace at? in june um it's okay. a, no that's a great question i wish i had the data broken out in that way oh you should have prepared to, to, that. to be so able to say where i was in june because mm-hmm. i um actually you know what let me you vamp for me here a minute i think i can find you, that we we also traveled we did our belated honeymoon in may june that's right so then when mm-hmm. we came back and towards the end of june will was like the summer is ending and i am not on track for my 60 <laughs> so how many oh, total you must rounds? have been under halfway then right 
must have been in yeah the in June early twenties yeah. maybe in June. Um, in June, I think I was at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 17, 18, You did 19. not prepare for I the I finished show. 19. I had 19 rounds in by July 1st. And that's when he oh, was getting okay. nervous. Wow. And I was okay. getting... I do see why you were nervous. I was probably more like... <laughs> nine, it was probably more like uh, 22 or 3, because I think that doesn't count okay. some of the rounds that happened in the winter last year. Right. But okay. I felt like the solstice had come and gone, and... I, Your days were numbered. My and like we had just had house guests over July fourth, and that's like four straight yeah. days where I could have been playing every day or or thirty Those pesky thirty house six holes a day. We watched the Taylor Swift concert; it was a blast. Um, but it was sort of a moment where I was like, "God, I like golf is this thing that I love and that I'm passionate about, and I am not giving it enough attention." And also, oh by the way, not only do I love it and I'm passionate about it, it makes me feel good like it makes me feel mm -hmm. it helps me relax it helps me be outside like yeah. all things that make me i think happier so so mm -hmm. how far over this goal where are you at where? you have more time like the thing is you could still <laughs> yeah. golf i do like, there, there is yet. more time um the current total is as i pull up the app uh 62 you could probably add like three Whoa, to that nice. so i'm probably yeah. already at 65 so, if you count wow. like crush that one. So you hit it easy I hit it pretty yeah. easy, thank goodness. Um, so that was good. Uh, the next one. So what's the most number of oh, buddy. Uh, times oh. a week you played? Oh, most number of times a week? I thought you were going to say in a year? Yeah, I was going to say. I've had some wow. big years Jeez. in recent years. Well, that too, actually. Uh, yeah, both. So in 2020... I would in say 2020, most in a week had to have been Scotland. Oh, uh, most in a week was probably... I probably got four or five in, in a week. Because I probably got like... Oh. An, like a you know if i were able to get like two nines plus like a friday late 18 and then saturday mm -hmm. sunday like that gets you to mm -hmm. four pretty quick mm -hmm. i probably did that a couple times um okay. in 2020 i played i was gonna say 2020 was had to have been his biggest goal 82 year. rounds <laughs> in 2021 yeah. i played 84 um wow and there was a stretch between 2020 and 2021 where i like where if you combine the years where i was probably at like mm -hmm. 125 over a 12 month oh. period um because of just like covid, COVID, COVID where, business yeah. school living in north oh, carolina right, yeah. you just put all those right. things together and it's next level perfect gulf storm yeah 2022 i only got in 48 rounds so 2023 was mm -hmm. a better year Good job, mm -hmm. us. Crushed it. Um, <laughs> so, on to another goal. Uh, hitting 10 greens in regulation five different mm -hmm. times. I did this one time. It oh. was a lofty goal. And one of mm -hmm. my, the reasons I set this, this goal was iron ball striking is a part of my game that needs improvement. Um hitting greens is often a result of iron ball striking candidly though and the lesson i think one of the lessons i learned is hitting it well off the tee also matters a lot for being able to hit greens because if you're in the fairway it's a lot easier to hit the green and so mm -hmm. i didn't um i didn't hit enough fairways this year and i didn't hit enough greens either so i uh i only achieved this one time hmm. when was that it was um in a round at the Causeway Club, actually, um, my oh. like record low, the the two over par, mm -hmm. sixty seven on a par sixty five. Oh, nice! Wow. I'm pretty sure yeah. I hit like twelve greens. Um, nice, that's a good way to do it. It was a the, good way uh, to do it. home course. That's right. Um, <laughs> double bogey free at least once. I did this a number of times. Um, really? I was very yeah. proud of that. I I don't remember the exact total. But more than once, you know. Um, but you more did than it. once, because I remember I had my little checklist in the garage, and I remember coming home and checking it off. Um, I think this is one that like um, is should and will continue to be my number one focus area. I think like as a little teaser for what's going to come in January, I might make this like a ten time thing, um, because I think if you're able to stay out of trouble keep the ball in the ballpark, get penalty strokes to be down, 
then you're going to score better. And if you're going to score better, I think you're going to have a good time. And so that was one that I'm very proud to have hit. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I um, probably should have set a more aggressive target on that one. Well, something for next year. For sure. Don't give yeah. away our whole no, no. 2024 goals show. I haven't even written them down yet. We're going to spend some time over the holidays doing yeah. some doing some brainstorming and, and writing things down. Um, mm-hmm. And then the goal of my handicap. So I wanted to be a 7.0. I ended the year uh, at 8.2. My mm. lowest handicap during the year was at the end of September. I got to 6.7. So Oh, so you, you were there. I got down and there, then, and I oh. just couldn't hold on. Well, then um, you went yeah. to Scotland, didn't it? No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, though, I, went to, <laughs> I did. I did. I, I went up because you're like at the timeline. Oh, yeah. hey, I did not actually. Yeah, I did not play amazing in Scotland, and um, yeah, and I didn't obviously practice a ton, and and I came back, <laughs> and I, you know, you go back to work, and it's October, and you know, I just sort of slipped yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> but eight point two is a respectable spot. Last season, I ended uh, I ended the season at ten point one. So, um, you know, we're down mm-hmm. almost two full handicap index That's points a lot. Uh, from the end yeah. of last season to the end of this season, which feels like an How achievement. How do you count this one in the context of like you hit that goal nah, briefly, no, 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 no. but you did it? It's I, not like a well, partial. I was say, maybe it is partial. But you guys was that the first partial? time you hit below seven? No, so my my record low when I was living back in North Carolina was like five point yeah. five. Um, okay, wow. <laughs> so that was yeah. that was truly my my peak. I would say that's probably six point seven is probably my lowest since living here full time um, okay. and have and going back to having a full time job. Can so, that be related to the like, course difficulties around you? It can be. Yeah, I would say my course is pretty difficult. Um, it plays hard. It's hard to have a low index. Um, and I would say I would say that is a factor, um, but not the only factor. I think another big factor mm-hmm. is just the amount that I'm playing is is a little bit down. Obviously, the amount that I'm I'm practicing mm-hmm. is a little bit down. Um, okay, but. Have you know having a day job versus being in grad school is a is yes, a big component. Yeah. For my fellow beginners out there, yeah. For context, give a little perspective. I was <laughs> very proud to have a official handicap, and my handicap mm-hmm. is forty-seven. Many people Sick. will say mm-hmm. I didn't know it went that high. Oh, it does. <laughs> uh, it goes higher yeah. for women than men, though. I think a little bit. Yep. Okay. Anyway, just want well, to have I'm some sure grounding in uh, being a beginner. Possibly higher than that. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna make um, before we kind of head into the uh, next section here. I'm just gonna make one quick plug for an app called The Grint. I know I've talked on a, about it on here before, mm-hmm. um, but it's the way that I I track a lot of my data, and it is also like so. I'm looking at my my Grint page right now for 2023, you know, and it's reminding me how you know, I had a great year of golf, you know, I had, um, one of, I, you know, I had my, my lowest total ever when I shot a 75 in, uh, at the end of October at Losanaville. Um, it had my, my best net score ever, which is something that I think we don't think about very often, but, but it sort of does matter, right? Cause your handicap exists for a reason and net scores matter. And I shot a net 62, I shot a, a 75 and, at the end of July, um, which netted way down, which was crazy, I had uh, I had a round this year with only twenty five putts. Like that's, you know, not something I necessarily would have measured, but is a is a really impressive thing. And so, like, yeah, I nice. would say the um, the data that you that you get while you track something like that is a ton of fun. Another great thing we could I, I would and this is me like brainstorming for future goals. Like I had 46 total birdies, you know, maybe I should set a birdie total goal for next year. Um, so all mm-hmm. that to say, like, um, if you're going to get started in golf and you're planning to play a lot, and Matt, this is probably really good for you as you think about what you're going to do next year, you mm-hmm. know, think about what you're using to track your progress, not just because it's fun yeah. to look at stats and data, but also because it yep. may be the thing that helps you either get better 
uh, because you're able to target things like say, hey, I my fairway accuracy is too low. Like I should be hitting more fairways. What do I need to do to do that? But also yeah. for a dose of perspective, I think golf is a game that's really easy to get down about. And I'm frequently this guy where I'm like, I'm playing like <laughs> crap. I'm feeling really negative. <laughs> and it's useful to be like, okay, yeah. well, am I actually, or are my expectations just a little off at the moment? Um, yeah. So it's a great point. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I just downloaded uh, the Grint as, as you were talking. Love it. And <laughs> and you can connect it to your handicap whenever you do get a handicap. And uh, mm-hmm. it'll upload your scores and do all that fun stuff. So Cool. Now, uh, any any final golf goal? Questions, comments, threats, regrets, as my boss would say? I don't think so. No, no just looking forward to making some for next year. I know. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Maybe that'll be one of my to-do lists while we're sitting around over Christmas and hanging out. Yeah. Thinking about writing stuff down as, as provocative 2024 golf goals. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Both achievable and aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the smart system. Um, mm-hmm. Smart art. Um, so now, smart. now I'm. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Um, <laughs> what's the H for? Um, <laughs> now on to a quick one before we wrap up. Were there any non golf related goals that you guys set for this year that you want to share with the class? My other fitness adjacent goal which went out the window was <laughs> to do yoga once a week. Oh yeah. And that oh, I had made the it same to goal. about April. You're the now, same. How far goal. did you I make same. it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I made it to February. It sounds February. so achievable. <laughs> it sounds so achievable. You're like, I could yeah. do a twenty minute YouTube video one time exactly. a week. with Adrian. Yeah. That's nope. exactly what we did too. And then I made it to April. Oh. Yeah, Matt, you didn't make it out of February. <laughs> we we might have made it into April. Um, we made it through most of one of her workshop things, which was like twenty videos. We we're doing one a week, so maybe into April. Yeah, yoga with it, it helps that she has her uh, big January push. Like yeah, she does like a whole it's video true. series every January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yep. nope, didn't make it that far. <laughs> maybe well, uh, i might try to pick that one up again try again we'll next see. year it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> i really struggled with that one that's pretty funny um uh, michelle and i had a goal to read 12 books i'm on track oh, yeah i always I do i do that one too i'm reading my oh, nice. 12th on track. book nice. so i'm feeling good oh, about nice. that Congrats. you're on track maddie for yours um actually i don't know let me check uh, are you on track for yours i am i have just begun my 12th book so potentially, depending on how the next few weeks goes, I think um, I have also for the first time in a while, I've put some books down this year. Um, so, you know, I'm probably I've probably picked up and started 15 books. That's a lot. Three oh. of three of them I've put down, I would say, and not finished. Um, yeah. And some I of them I didn't make too. it very far in. But some I made it a little bit further than I would have liked. And I think part of it is just like, you know, there's like one that I would call like, I thought it was going to be a business book. It was a little bit of like a self-help, like side hustle starter gig, starter kit sort of book. And I was like, I'm not actually, Mm -hmm. this is not really what I'm looking for. Um, And I put that down. So all that to say, um, being on track, uh, or at least as close to on track as I am, having started my 12th yeah. book here in December, is much closer than I thought it would be. Cool. That's great. I'm uh, So I'm very far behind. I Uh-oh. hadn't looked. Um, so each year, I usually hit the 12. I realized I'm halfway there. And I think pretty sure it's because I didn't read for the entire first half. I was looking at the oh, dates. Yeah. PhD guy. Um, yeah, I was writing my dissertation and everything and getting married and... I didn't finish a single book from January until uh, I think the first book I finished was in July, probably on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well you get partial next, credit because you kind of wrote a book. Yeah, one one a month after the after the push was done. So, yeah, know, kind of on the way. The other my other goal, which I also didn't hit due to consistency reasons, again because this year was just so busy, uh, was actually a lifting goal to go back to the fitness stuff. Um, there's like this imaginary made up club called the thousand pound club, which is if Wait, you can get your, I've heard of this. That? 
the thousand pound clip. Yeah, really. is this a combo of like squat, deadlift, and bench? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's like your powerlifting total. So if you can get that to a thousand pounds or over, your ideal like distribution. Um, a lot of it's going to be on deadlift, um, which is also my best lift. Uh, how much, how much do you it. think you're going to, oh my God, that much? Well, so here, I'll put it in perspective. So I'm, I'm not that far off. I made it to about 940, I think. That's so was close. My last. Wow. I know. Well, the last, the last few, little bit is the hardest to, to put on. Of course. Um, yeah. But I, I think like about 400 or, or more is going to be deadlift and then about 300 and uh, 30 or so is going to be squat and then bench. My bench is terrible, um, but that's going to be about 225, but I'm still not close to that. Like I'm 210 for my bench and I don't know. It was, it was fine. I'm still happy with where I am. It's just, uh, did not get as close as I had hoped. Yeah, no, I totally understand yeah. that. Um, I had one other one that I want to share because I want to find a way to turn it more into a SMAT goal um, is to buy a SMAT goal. goal. Wicked SMAT. Um, (laughs) Find something for that H. I know. Um, (laughs) It's to buy things uh, used more. This was something that Michelle and I thought about as a goal for two years ago. Well, two years ago. I I had that as a big goal, 2022. I think it's a really good one. I don't know how to measure or police it because what ends up happening is you do it. And we definitely did it more this year than Mm -hmm. maybe we would have. But like, we're still not perfect. There were a lot of things that you still like, we're like, oh, like, we'll just do it on Amazon when, you know, five minutes of searching might have you know helped with that i don't know it's it's a hard yeah the convenience of amazon it's hard to beat yeah the convenience and even now i'm like (laughs) i'm like thinking about what i've spent the last couple days doing which is looking up cars and like i'm about to buy a new car (laughs) probably instead of a used car so that's sort of fun um (laughs) but like you know it's just yeah and i think like with clothes like i'm like oh maybe i could find some really nice quality pieces that are used and like the amount of effort that takes versus online shopping and buying something new i, I struggled with this. i know because then you end up rolling through goodwill and there's yeah. nothing good in there and you're yeah. like yeah and you're like oh i tried so i guess i can move <laughs> on now mm-hmm. um, but it's a good goal that's hard to quantify yeah we just brainstorm how to make that measurable yeah i i had a similar issue with just trying to reduce waste in general yep um which i think part of that is buying things secondhand um, and kind of trying to stay as minimalist as I can, stop accumulating junk that I that I don't need. Yeah. And then uh, we had one other goal. What was that? Which I haven't checked our progress. Um, we were we set a goal to do one blind wine tasting a month. It's true. Where oh. we started blinding ourselves. We and do I that know on the we show. we were on track through october and i think we did in november i think so we're on I, track i, I yeah. think we're still on track we, I think and we did multiple a couple months and you know it's just really fun because we're not yeah but we wanted to do one a month so oh, yeah, it wasn't yeah, like sure. a 12 total you know because there point. were some months where it's like oh we did two this month but that's a good point um yeah so that was a fun one for us we should do that on the show nice. once i don't Ooh, know yeah. that this is the content for our <laughs> yeah. golf they're listeners want to hear whatever at this point <laughs> Um, just put us on 1.25 speed it'll be over sooner um, yeah. I do think that's a fun one though because like we're not wine yeah. experts we're never going to be wine experts but it is a good way mm-hmm. to like learn a little bit more and a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. we had um, we did one uh, over Thanksgiving right and um, I like I called it I knew it mm-hmm. And then he I wrote changed. it down. I wrote it down. Like, you wrote oh, no. down what the line was. And then right before the reveal, off. I crossed it off because I didn't uh, trust myself. And then I would have been right. Like I would have nailed the country, trust the region, gut. the grape. Like wow. it was that was like a cool <laughs> moment because I we use a book yeah. to kind of help guide us a little bit. And like Yeah, it's not just our memories, but No, we're not that okay. good. We're not gonna be proper sommeliers. <laughs> no. But I do think like I was like, oh, I've made progress. Like, I know something now. Yeah. And um, so it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. 
That's awesome. Would recommend. Yeah. In that, willing to do that with some whiskeys. I was gonna say, what are we? Uh, mm-hmm. What are we drinking yeah, what are tonight? Drinking what are we, tonight? Blind, blind me, buddy. Give me some. Uh, give me some tasting notes. And so, then I'll guess. Tasting notes. Uh, very strong pineapple. Very strong pineapple. Um, is this a rum? Yes, vanilla. This is a rum. It is a rum. It's a copper rum. Um, you're actually pretty close. It's a. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the the brand is Plantation. Oh yeah. Um, it was sitting on my back shelf. It was collecting a lot of dust. I pulled it out, and I'm actually really enjoying it. I forgot how good it is. What, what do you call it's, a bottle uh, like that? Uh. <laughs> Pineapple rum. No, I, don't I think you're calling it a oh, dusty oh, back shelf. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the dusty, the old dusty back shelf. <laughs> oh man. So uh, uh, that's good. That's, uh, yes, that very like tasty, a... very kind of tropical. Not not fitting for this time of year, but delicious. Ah, you got to manifest uh, the tropics in December. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what about you? Oh, I've just got a repeat going. Um, mm. We've got a little buffalo trace in the glass over in our house, and oh, nice. It's yeah. always good to have, and hard to find sometimes. Yeah. It is over here, especially. I finally found a bottle. It took me months to find one. Did you um, ever pay for it? How much did you pay for it? Uh, 35 Oh, good. Not something. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. Yeah, um, that's great. It's just hard. To, that's the thing. You can, If you find it, it's, you know, the normal price. It's just impossible to find. It always sells out for some reason over here. For sure. Same Same mm. over here. Um, yeah. Well, that was a fun episode. Uh, reach yeah. out if you're... You know, having some 2023 golf goals that you want to share with the with the group, we can we can pull it into our next episode. And then, obviously, please reach out if you have 2024 golf goals you're thinking about, uh, because we need ideas. Obviously, um, we're going to be spending some brainstorming time over the holidays before we do uh, an episode in early 2024 to or set our goals. Or if there's anyone who you think would be a great guest. Oh yeah, um, as always, we'd love to have a guest. Text me, and yep. the DMs are open on Par Talk Pod. Um, in that case, when in doubt, just play fast. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.